Welcome to the My Personal Economy Podcast, the place where we get you up to speed with what's going on so you can make sound decisions when it comes to your financial life. Now, let's get started on today's topic. Hello, my personal economists. Today, I want to talk about the handbrake in our economy being released by APRA, why it even happened in the first place, and what it will mean to the average guy or girl on the street moving forward. Before I get into that, I want to communicate to you what this page is all about and how it's supposed to add value to you. My personal economy is about taking control over your finances. We see a broader economy as something that is largely out of our control, and that's true. The problem people have is they make the assumption they have no control over their finances. I say that's lazy and it's the cheat's way out. If you ask anyone of working age if they would like to retire paying rent and receiving a government pension, then you know what the answer is. And yet for many of these lazy folks, this is what awaits them, sadly. Just in case I haven't convinced you, I would like to make another point. The rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. This is outlined in great length in economist Thomas Piketty's book, Capital. You only need to go to the US to see a great example of this. Large companies used their tax cuts last year not to trickle down to the guy on the street, but to buy back shares in their own company. Why would they do this? They do it because it inflates their share price and therefore the value of the company, which means executives get bonuses and the shareholders' assets go up. Uh, Poor people aren't the CEOs and they don't have shares. So in this case, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. So I'll make my point again. It's up to you, the individual, to take action because no one's going to do it for you um, and the government's not going to take care of you. My aim is to take these confusing topics and make them easier for you to get your head around so that you become more confident and make competent decisions. Anyway, before I go completely off the beaten track, let's get on to today's topic. I want to take you back to 2014. The GFC is still not distant enough in the past to forget. Fortunately, thanks to large rocks in our backyard and a China that's ravenous for growth, Australia sailed through relatively unscathed. First homeowners have vacated the market, but investors are hungry to get in before the next boom. APRA is getting nervous. They're the government body which sets the guidelines on how money can get lent out by the big banks. They're worried about the level of interest-only loans. This is because interest-only loans don't actually pay back the debt. The way lenders assessed interest-only loans also allowed more money to be borrowed and APRA had concerns of an investor-led property bubble. Bubbles aren't good because it means properties get overvalued and when the economy tanks and people can't repay loans, then the bank can't recuperate their money because they will sell the house from under the borrower and if the house isn't worth what the loan's worth, then they lose. Uh, Overcapitalised banks would make the Australian economy very unstable and that's what APRA was scared of. 
A bit of context here. In the late 80s, our banks went crazy, lending to Bond, Scase, and the rest of their mates. ANZ and Westpac nearly shut down. It forced the recession we had to have, and Keating bring in the four pillars policy. Because at that time, having a stable banking sector was incredibly important. Bubbles are not good because it means properties are overvalued, and when the economy tanks and people can't repay their loans, the bank can't recuperate their money. Overcapitalized banks would make the economy very unstable and APRA were scared of this. A bit of context here, in the late 80s our banks went crazy lending to SCASE, uh, Bond and the rest of their mates. Um, we were basically un unregulated uh, when it comes to lending as we now know it. Um, ANZ and Westpac almost shut down, closed doors completely. It forced the recession we had to have and Keating bring in the four pillars policy because at the time having a stable banking sector was the most important thing. So post GFC we reduced the rates. Investors got in and we lent them too much. First homeowners couldn't get in because of rapidly rising property values and what do APRA do? They turn the money tap off. They turn it off by bringing in several measures, but the two main ones were limiting interest-only loans and changing assessment rates. Now, before I get to the topic of assessment rates, I'll touch on interest-only. APRA put a cap on the amount of interest-only loans banks could have on their books. Um, so in the past, you could get an interest-only loan which generally have a minimum or a maximum, I should say, term of five years. After that, you have to, you have the rest of the remaining loan term to repay the loan. So for example, if you had a standard 30 year loan and you took the first five years interest only, you would only have 25 years to pay back what you borrowed. Um, the banks got around this by simply allowing borrowers to roll the interest only period over. Basically, uh, never having to pay the loan off. APRA quite rightly put their foot down on this one. Now you can still apply for, for five years interest at the end of an interest only term, but your ability, is, you, your ability to repay that loan is now based off the remaining principal and interest repayments, uh, which I think is fair enough. Interestingly, the banks also increased their rates on interest only loans, as well as investment loans adding billions of dollars to their bottom line. Amazingly, our government, which was in a budget deficit at the time, could easily have levied these banks on the free billions they were making and put the country's finances back on track, but did nothing. Yep, the rich are getting richer. Now to assessment rates. Previously, when the bank were figuring out how much someone could borrow, they would add 2 or 2.5% on top of their standard variable rate. As mentioned, APRA were worried about the property investors creating a bubble as interest rates dropped. So what they did was create a floor of 7.25%, which dramatically reduced the amount one could borrow and bring the Sydney and Melbourne markets to a halt. When our economy doesn't perform, the Reserve Bank decreases interest rates so banks can lend more money into the economy. At this time, the two government bodies, APRA and Reserve Bank, 
now have policies that are at total odds with one another. The Reserve Bank have been quietly going batty because the only lever which is reducing interest rates has been rendered almost useless. As of Monday, APRA have announced they are scrapping this limitation. When you take this and combine it with the recent half a percent decrease in the interest rates, it means the average borrower uh, on, an, on an average income, that's a single borrower, would be able to afford to borrow an extra 80 or 90 grand a year. Every time money becomes easier to borrow, you will eventually see asset prices increasing. So this is just another signaling of the turn of the property market. But first I think the share markets will tank and wreckage will need to be cleared away before we see the property market really start making moves again. That's it for today. I hope you liked my explanation of assessment rates and I hope you can understand where I see the economy going. If it gets your mind ticking, then I've done my job. If you disagree with what I'm saying, then please get in contact. If you appreciate what I'm talking about, please let me know so I'm on the right track. The best way to find me is by searching Will Bell Mortgage Broker on Google or Facebook. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the My Personal Economy Podcast. I hope you've got some nuggets of wisdom you can use from today's episode. My goal with this podcast is to help people understand their finance a little bit better. So if you have any questions I can address, please get in contact. You can find me by searching Will Bell Mortgage Broker on Google or Facebook. Thanks for stopping by.